Welcome to Friday on the Piro Pelka podcast. It's Mike here with so many things to try and get to. I was getting ready to do the podcast and then the news broke. The big news broke that has so many on the left absolutely freaking out. So many on the left reaching for their pipe or their bottle or whatever they use to calm themselves down. The news, of course, that Senator Kirsten Cinema is no longer a Democrat, and that's a big deal. You're here to make a significant announcement. I've registered as an Arizona independent. I know some people might be a little bit surprised by this, but actually, I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, a growing number of Arizonans and people like me just don't feel like we fit neatly into one party's box or the other. And so, like many across the state and the nation, I've decided to leave that partisan process and really just focus on the work that I think matters to Arizona and to our country, which is solving problems and getting things done. Well, how about that? Now, she's probably still going to hang out with the Democrats, and the Democrats will still have control, but they don't have that little teeny tiny edge. And a lot of folks have said, you know, we should have seen this coming. Kirsten Cinema has uh, talked about independence uh, for many, many years. Here's a little montage that was put together and posted on uh, Twitter earlier. State um, over the last two years, over 500,000 new registrants registered as independents. They're the fastest growing group in our state. And so for Democrats, you can't just go campaign to Democrats. You have to campaign to Republicans and you have to campaign to independents. For years, Arizona has been an independent, feisty state. And folks know in Arizona, I'll always put their interests first, never party. So as you mentioned, Ted, I often do vote against my own party. And that's something I think Arizonans depend on and are proud of. They want an independent voice in the United States Congress. And what they want in the United States Senate is someone they know who stands up for them, not just does what party leaders tell them to do. I promised Arizonans that I would be an independent leader for our state and that I would ignore the chaos of Washington and instead just focus on getting things done. Hmm. We'll see if she can do that. One thing this uh, announcement is doing is taking a little spring out of the step of Chuck Schumer, who was kind of swaggering around the Capitol based on reports we were getting. All right, Joe Manchin, maybe it's time for you to stop caucusing with the Democrats and register as an independent. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't think that's going to happen. It would be a very wise thing for him to do. But this is a great development on a Friday, and it's uh, just bound to make all of our crazy liberal friends even crazier. Before we get off of the Kirsten Cinema story, it's important to follow her political track. She started in politics as a member of the Green Party. She was way out there on the far left, the Green Party. And she has frequently voted in a very independent and almost kind of center-right kind of a thinking. So we will see if this leads to anything. I would hope it would. Maybe it'll hope uh, we'll get back to uh, a Republican control in the Senate. It's going to be tough to get that control away from Schumer. 
But this is a developing story breaking all day long. And um, also developing overnight, the second dump of the Twitter files. Barry Weiss started putting them out last night, and I was trying to go to sleep, but I couldn't. I was captivated by reading the reality that, you know, we are, we already knew Twitter was suppressing us. We already knew Twitter was shadow banning us. We already knew Twitter was really coming after conservatives. But we didn't know how badly they were, um, well, not how badly, but how intent they were on just putting a foot on the throats of all conservatives. They were labeling people and telling their, uh, their algorithm not to amplify a story, to shadow ban it, to make it impossible to find through search. Charlie Kirk was on with Tucker Carlson last night as the files were coming out, talking about what Twitter did to him. It was fascinating, to say the least, at least fascinating to me when uh, when Tucker asked him, well, you know, just just how the heck did this happen and what did they do? I could probably guess, you know, a couple of years ago, Axios did a study that showed that our Twitter account had was the fourth most engaged Twitter account on the planet right up there with President Trump. I mean, I've been using Twitter for a decade, happened to understand it really well. And we were averaging one hundred and fifteen thousand retweets a day when we were really at our peak. And we would talk about, for example, in the midst of the virus, how lockdowns might not be the best decision. We started talking about how, hey, I asked the question, are there other treatments that we might want to talk about? So it could have been that. But then all of a sudden we saw off a cliff almost immediately our engagement, our retweets disappear. I started to talk about this a lot, Tucker, and I was called the conspiracy theorist. I was smeared and I started to email crazy. The people that I pre... Yes, exactly. Wait, oh, you're, you're, you're QAnon. I'm like, wait, hold on a second. I, I used to get 115,000 retweets. And then it, it's kind of one of those things, right, Tucker, where they convince you to stop talking about it because you sound like, okay, who cares about your Twitter account? Not a big deal. And now you see actual verified documents where my Twitter account was labeled as do not amplify NSFW, which I could only infer means not safe for work. Other like threat tags, they're treating my Twitter account with more scrutiny and censorship than the prime minister of Iran, than Hamas, than people that do actual terroristic type damage. Yeah, that's true. That's Charlie Kirk from Turning Point USA. He is like Ben Shapiro. He is like libs of TikTok. He is like Dan Bongino. He is like, in, in many ways, but I'm not nearly as big of an account as they were, like me. I would have my tweets shadow banned, suppressed, diminished. If I mentioned things like the lockdowns, if I mentioned guns, I was regularly just relegated to the closet where nobody could see what you're doing. Now, will anything come of this? I don't know. I still think Elon Musk is only giving us the tip of the iceberg here. He's only showing us a little bit of what he knows is going on. And we'll find out more and more and more. And Elon Musk, just get it over with, Elon. Move out of San Francisco. Move everything to Texas where there's freedom. He's getting threatened by the San Francisco administration that they're going to come in and inspect his his offices because they think he's incorrectly putting sleeping areas inside his office. It's really wrong. He's fired so many people. He's got all these empty offices 
and people are working night and day. So he's putting in some beds, some pull-out couches so people don't have to bring a sleeping bag to work. It's not like he turned it into a dormitory. It's so crazy. And the janitor's union is is giving him trouble, so he canceled their contract. I'm sure there's going to be a strike, a giant inflatable rat outside of the building. But we're going to get to the bottom of it. I just hope we get some action. Because people who had their accounts suppressed, people who had their careers destroyed or at least altered, well, we deserve answers. And you have to wonder if somewhere out there is the paperwork talking about suppressing Donald Trump's account before they suspended it. I wonder. I wonder if we're going to see that. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe very soon. The White House, of course, is silent on it. Uh, Like three or four days ago, cringe, cringe Jean-Pierre called Twitter censorship of stories and ideas about the uh, Biden family, corrupt business practices, as old news and a distraction. Uh, Decisions were made to to censor reporting leading up to the election. My question was, is it the White House view that these decisions were made appropriately in light of what has come out? Which decisions, by whom? By Twitter. By Twitter on, okay. So look, we see this as an interesting or a coincidence, if I may, that uh, that he would so haphazardly, uh, Twitter would so haphazardly push this distraction. So it's a distraction and it's haphazardly putting, being put out there, despite the fact that a very respected journalist, a guy who has great credentials with the liberal writing community, I'm talking about uh, Mr. Taibbi and now Barry Weiss, the young lady, uh, that they would be now called um, haphazard. And this is a distraction. I'm sorry. You people are wrong and you know what you're doing. And I think I think what happened and I'll I'll get into it. I think what happened directly relates to the Brittany Griner thing. But let's go back to uh, more with uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre talking about Twitter and getting quizzed on uh, who's telling Joe Biden that or who's telling you that you can't talk about it. One other topic. Uh, You've said a few times that you really can't talk about communications between the Biden campaign and Twitter. Who is telling you that that's off limits? I've already had that conversation with you, with your colleague, I believe, yesterday. Uh, I've I've already addressed this multiple times this week, so I don't have anything more to add. Uh, Again, we've we've litigated this uh, all week. Don't have anything to add. You've added nothing. You've, You've not answered the question. We don't know. Who's told you? It is amazing. Now, the Brittany Griner story has some very interesting twists and turns to it. And I will say to anybody who asks, and I've said this from the instant the news broke, I'm happy she's home. I'm thrilled an American, even one that wouldn't stand for the anthem because she's confused or ignorant. I'm happy that she's home. She was being detained when she should not have been for a minor, minor crime. But it was a stupid thing that she did. And now she's home. And I hope like hell she stands for the anthem. I hope she's invited to stand with her hand over her heart and and look at that flag and thank God that she's able to be in America. 
I don't know if that's going to happen, like I said, but I'm predicting she's going to get a Netflix deal and the Obamas will produce it because, you know, they've got a deal with Netflix to create content. She'll get a book deal. And then when she returns to the WNBA, at every new city she plays, she will get a, a hero's welcome and they'll give her all kinds of gifts like they do to players when they retire. Just throwing that out there. But the fact that we still have Americans being held in Russia for ridiculous reasons irritates me. And it irritated um, Mr. Ducey yesterday during the press briefing. In this prisoner swap, why did Russia get such a better deal? Look, you know, I've talked about this, uh, and I'll say this again. Here were our choices. Our choices was uh, Brittany or no one at all. Bringing home one American or no American at all. And, and that's a professional that's, athlete. We gave up a prolific arms dealer who was convicted of trying to kill Americans, who was called the merchant of death. The professional athlete is also an American citizen. So let's not forget that. Who and deserved American citizens. And so, so and, 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 and I have explained how the Russians have illegally uh, treated, totally illegitimately uh, treated his situation. I've been very clear on that. Uh, we've laid that all. We've laid that out for you, uh, and again, the president f felt that this was an opportunity to bring Brittany home. He is going to continue to do everything he can to bring Paul Whelan home, just like he did with Trevor Reed, just like he was able to secure Trevor Reed's release. So he looked at it as an opportunity to bring home Paul Whelan or Brittany Griner, and he brought home Brittany Griner. Why? Why was that choice made? Could it be that there's timing involved in the fact that the Democrats pushed through their bill that they call protects gay marriage? And now you can point to a gay athlete that you brought home. I think there is uh, considerable currency behind that, that theory that the Democrats were looking for distraction from the Elon Musk story. And this story came up. This happened. Especially when you listen to how Corinne Jean-Pierre describes Brittany Griner. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. President Biden keeps his promises. And today, he fulfilled a deeply important promise to bring Brittany Griner home to a family that loves her a team that misses her, and a country that has marveled at her strength and courage. I don't know if we've marveled. We kind of were thinking that she did a dumb thing in bringing the, the drugs into Russia. That, that was kind of a thing. And as far as Biden keeping his promises, he did promise to unite the country. He did promise to shut down the virus. And that's still out there, I guess. And so he's not really keeping his promises. But let's get back to Brittany. Let's get back to this story because there's something strength here. At her strength yeah. and courage. Sure. Brittany's safe return home is the product of months and months of painstaking negotiations that were the culmination of extraordinary efforts across the U.S. government. So she's been there a few months. Paul Whelan has been there a lot longer but you're saying that you put all your efforts on Brittany Griner 
Was there anything happening on behalf of Paul? Officials from the White House, hmm. the State Department, and across the administration worked tirelessly and relentlessly to see this moment through. As the Secretary of State said publicly in July, we have been engaging in intense negotiations with Russia, pursuing many different avenues over the course of last six months to secure Britney's release. Now, in July, we were told that there was a discussion that two people would be traded for the merchant of death, too. And that would have included Mr. Whalen. What happened? I would love to know. And we know Britney fought tirelessly, too. Throughout her ordeal, we saw Brittany, a two-time Olympic gold medalist for Team USA, demonstrate strength, courage, and dignity. As the president said this morning, she represents the best of America. She represents the best of America. Then what is Mr. Whalen? Just because he served his country in the Marines and, and didn't get a couple of gold medals playing in the women's basketball Olympic Games. What does he represent? Why is she home? Why is he still there? He wants to know that too. He really wants to know that. And 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 what about Mark Fogel, the American history teacher who's been sentenced to 14 years for being there in in uh, Russia? What about him? Back on Mark Fogel for a second. Um, he's doing a 14-year sentence for less than an ounce of pot. Would you say he's been wrongfully detained? There's some wrong, what makes you want to classify it that way? Again, I can't. I, I can't speak to uh, uh, any individual specific case uh, at this time. I, I would refer you to the State Department. Everyone has a different classification. I don't want to uh, get ahead uh, of of what the State Department is is looking to move forward, or how their their diplomatic conversations, or how they're looking to uh, move forward with that particular person uh, but we want to, we want Americans to know uh, that their safety and security is among our highest priorities again right right sure less than half an ounce of pot medical marijuana for which he has the right to use it here in a country in this country yeah he screwed up but uh, 14 years and you can't say that that's unlawful that's unjust yeah good for you KJP cringe was also asked about um, the um, merchant of death. This, this is a really interesting 50 seconds. I want to ask you, uh, as, as you know, there's some criticism of, of, of the release of, of Victor Boot. And I know you, you said the president doesn't take it lightly. He waited very carefully. But uh, th th we are talking about a man who, when he was sentenced to 25 years, pre Baraha, who at the time was the top federal prosecutor in New York, said that this was someone who had conspired to sell AK-47s that he knew would have been used to kill Americans, American drug agents. Law enforcement uh, officials may not be happy with his release. What's the president's message to them and to others who say essentially that this was a, a bad deal, that, that this is a terrible man who has not fully paid his debt? So look. So look. Whenever she says so look, then she's going down to look at the page she has in front of her because they anticipated this question. That guy asked a great question, because Preet Bharaha, the prosecutor, is the guy who went after Trump, too. He's a pit bull. But this is, uh, this is such an interesting dodge right here. Negotiations for release of wrongful uh, detainees are often very difficult. 
So by saying that, negotiations for release of wrongful detainees are often difficult. Does that mean you would call him wrongfully detained? Why can't you say that? That's just a reality, in part because of the price that must be paid to bring Americans home uh, to their loved ones, and in part because of immediate results can feel unfair or arbitrary. Yeah, they are unfair and they are arbitrary, but they're not, not divorced from politics. You have done this to maximize the politics involved. A hero Marine does not have the same value as a gay basketball player in the eyes of this administration. Truly. And here's one thing I might say, and some of you might disagree with me on this, that the LGBTQ community now needs to stop, to be quiet, to silence. All of the yelling about, we're not treated fairly. The LGBTQ community is everywhere at the highest levels of our country. Look at this administration. Even the guy that's stealing luggage and now has a second charge against him. Well, he's still protected. He's, he's working from home on paid leave while the felonies are pursued against him. But the LGBT community is everywhere in this country, operates freely. Gay households make more money, higher income than straight households. It's there. Look at the numbers on average. They're not being restricted from who they can marry. They're not being restricted from travel or dining. They're certainly not being restricted from holding high-paying jobs. So can we just stop with the protected class You're as equal as everybody else. Just cut it out. All right, I had a mini rant there. I had to go off on that. But there was one more question, too, about uh, how this trade, this horrible trade we made, how does this not send a bad message around the world? How does this not threaten other Americans traveling in uh, foreign countries, especially those that don't like us? And just to try again on a question that you've gotten, how does this deal not send a message to Russia and to other governments that if they wrongfully detain American citizens, that they will have some of their most dangerous criminals, in this case, the merchant of death, released? Look, I've answered this question multiple times, and I've said this, and you've all reported this, and you have seen this as well. Uh, Russia and other countries have already been willing to wrongfully uh, detain U.S. citizens. But does this encourage them to continue doing it, to do it even more? Look, I cannot speak for other countries. Uh, That is not something that I am able to do from here. No, you barely can speak for our country. So frustrating this woman has this job, but she's impossible to fire. Because this administration uses her because she checks a bunch of boxes. Biden was also um, yelled at a question about the uh, bipartisan criticism of the Brittany Griner swap. Because there are some Democrats who said, hey, this is a bad idea. And they're probably getting yelled at, too. And does he answer? I'll tell you what he says. He turns his back and shakes hands with people. Mr. President, what did you say to Brittany Griner today? 
He must have been told, don't take any questions or you won't get any ice cream, Joey. Don't take any questions or there'll be no ice cream, Joey. It's so embarrassing and so frustrating and got to be so maddening to the family of Paul Whelan. Has to be so maddening. And by the way, the Whelan family making statements that they support the release of Brittany Griner. That's kind of like a hostage tape, isn't it? They have to say nice things. They must. Because then the administration will continue at least telling them that they're negotiating, quote, in good faith, close quote. I hope they are. Every American being held unjustly in a foreign country needs to be brought home. And I just can only imagine what the negotiations would be like if a strong conservative person like Donald Trump were involved in those negotiations. That would be a very different story, I'm pretty darn sure. We'll keep an eye on it, and uh, we're going to try and get Gerald Posner, my buddy Gerald Posner, to talk about this. Uh, He's got some insight into Victor Boot and what the uh, convicted arms dealer might be up to in the very near future, and that might yield some interesting stuff. We're also going to hear from uh, Lauren Fix, the car coach. She does her four-minute Friday bit on YouTube, and she's got some uh, insight into what's happening around the world because electric vehicles, the transition, not going so well in countries where they're having a problem with energy in the cold winter. Hmm, interesting. Well, I'm also happy to report uh, that Oklahoma is joining the ban on TikTok, on state devices, uh, South Dakota, North Dakota, Texas, Florida, all of them understanding that TikTok is an invasion and it's gathering information. If you have it on your phone or your computer, delete it. And some say get a new phone. Might be the thing to do. All right, I'm stepping aside, going to call up Lauren Fix, the car coach. When we get back, we'll talk car coach with Lauren Fix next on the Pure Opelka podcast. Lauren Fix, the car coach, is with us. Uh, she's with us virtually every week from places unknown some weeks. Uh, some weeks I just don't even ask where she is because Lauren travels the world testing cars and, you know, hanging out with cool people. And she gives us the information we need to be car smart. And that's part of the 4-Minute Friday video she puts out every week. It's free on the YouTube channel, Car Coach Reports. But you should also track Lauren on social media because she's great on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. And she's great with us. Hello, my friend. Hello, my friend. Yes, I have a sub stack as well. I'm literally on Truth Social, you name it, Twitter, Facebook, everything. Where's so, love answering your questions. Do you have an assistant who does all? I, I don't know how. I I don't have time to do all that. That's me, myself, and I. The three of us get along really well, and no one wants a raise. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. I get that. That's a very good thing. All right, Lauren. Before we get into what you've got going on, and you sent me some uh, some teasers about stuff, I have to ask you uh, the story about the guy who got the huge ticket. For driving around with snow on his windshield, the $553 ticket. Is that the biggest ticket you've seen for something like that? 
Um, I know that they have been ticketing lately for snow on the roof of your car. A lot of people, like, they'll clean off their windshield or they'll clean off a porthole for them to see and they don't care about anyone else. They are ticketing for that, and it depends on what state you live in. Obviously, if you have snow, you get that. But, like, in New York State, they will ticket you if you've got an SUV and you can't reach the roof of your vehicle and you got a whole – looks like a piece of cake on the roof of your car. Yeah. yeah you're going to get a You're going to get a ticket. And the state police are not laughing about that, and you cannot get out of it. Well, I'm, I'm happy about that because – If you've ever driven behind a car or a truck, especially a semi that has three inches of snow on the roof that keeps flying back at you as this giant sheet cake of snow and ice, it's not good. It's not a good thing. And and we need to be mindful of that as as people who are probably going to face that because snow is coming for many of us. Yep, it's very dangerous. Actually, during the snowstorm, I think we discussed this on a previous segment, I went down to see Jim Cantori, who I ran into at the airport afterwards. He's a great guy. Um, and also, I, I work on Fox Weather as well. So we, there's tons of people talking about this, but $559 is actually a very light situation. Light, because if you think about it, here's a guy driving down the road who cannot see at all, on the highway, speeding. Where are you going? Get out of the car, clean off the snow. His wipers weren't working. And that actually endangers not just him, but everyone else around him. And I'm sure people were like, this is concerning. It's like driving with your eyes closed. So really, the guy did deserve the ticket. Actually, he deserved a bigger ticket. Yeah, the cop probably saved his life. Hey, uh, while we're on the subject, Lauren, as winter arrives, you have to remind me, which color of windshield washer fluid do I put in so it doesn't freeze? Any color other than blue. The blue washer fluid is basically alcohol and water. When you go to the green, the yellow, the pink, the red, there's a bunch of different brands. They always say on the bottle, de-icer washer fluid. And the de-icer stops what's called refreeze. So you use your wiper blades and it squirts up and then, of course, it freezes right over and you're like, oh, that didn't help at all. The de-icer causes it so it doesn't do what's called refreeze. So... Obviously, that's the washer fluid you should have. A lot of people are cheap, but when you go to the gas station to buy your gallon or if you buy it online or whatever, parts store, get any other color than blue, and it will state de-icer on it. Okay, good. I, I never remember, and I always, I, I'm saying, i got to ask Lauren that question. <laughs> all right, all right let's, uh, let's dive into it. Four Minute Friday's got a lot of stuff going on, but you also sent me something about uh, electric vehicles and a nation that's telling people maybe you can't charge them during the winter? Right. Switzerland was one of the first people to jump on that Paris Climate Accord. I'm sure you discussed that on your radio show and mm-hmm. on your podcast. And they thought, well, if we're going to do this, let's go all in. Let's limit when you can buy gasoline-powered cars. Let's get people incentivized to purchase electric vehicles. And they did. They jumped on board like good little soldiers, and they all decided to jump in, as well as much of Europe, both France and Germany. And then they ran into this small problem. And that small problem is the Ukraine-Russia conflict. Now, whatever's going on there is the bottom line is for electric cars, is the impact that people can't charge their cars. So there's four stages of emergency for electricity, and they're at level three in Switzerland, which means they're not, they don't have coal plants. They're not using nuclear power. They buy that from either France or Germany, and now they can't get energy. And so they're very concerned. So they're talking about limiting speed. Think of the Autobahn, which is, I've been on it. It's fabulous. If you haven't ever been there, you have to do it just to get on the Autobahn. It's unlimited speed. Everybody's very aware of 
the uh, speed limit. So if you're in the high speed lane and you think you're going fast at 100 miles an hour and you see a guy coming up from behind you and he's flashing his lights, that means move the heck out of the way. And they're trained that way where we're not. We tend to have our head in the clouds. They don't eat in cars. They're trained that way. But they want to reduce that speed limit down to six, was it 62 uh, miles an hour, which is 100 kilometers, which will infuriate Europe because what it will also do is cause traffic jams. But it's all about saving energy. And so they don't want anyone to go out at all unless it's an emergency. You're going to work. You're going to religious ceremonies. Uh, you've got to go to a doctor appointment. Then you can go. Otherwise, they don't want you charging your car, and they don't want you driving. You know, well, I think we discussed this before, Mike. Didn't I say that electric vehicles take away your freedom? Yeah. Yeah, we've we they talked do. about it. They do. And, and people are going, well, how can they do that? The technology on board the cars can be accessed from outside of the car and they can shut off the ability to charge at any given time if the government right. says the grid can't handle it. So they, That's exactly it. But you know who else is in that position? California. Oh, yeah. They don't, they don't have enough electricity and all they've got left is one nuclear power plant and they want to build this gigantic battery cell. Remember, batteries don't produce electricity. All they do is store it. And I will be doing a segment on batteries and embedded costs and why it makes no sense to go to electric but that'll be in a future segment but what i like you think about the largest windmills and solar panels and you got all this energy but it's still not enough then what then what basically they've got to turn on the lights the traffic lights the emergency stuff so you don't get it and they're already telling them don't use hot water they don't want you to download anything unless it's an sd which is standard definition not high def which makes no sense because I guess they say it uses too much electricity, which I find hysterical actually. So you can have low grade video. You can sit in a cold house. You can't use wood. So I, I don't know what the heck you're going to use those little heat packs that you smash together and they get semi warm. I mean, you look at what they're asking people to do. How long will it take before the Swiss get really ticked off? Because France has got its own problem. They used to be the number one exporter of nuclear power. Hmm. Now they're, importing and the same thing is happening with germany they're getting it all from russia or from other countries that get it from russia because they're not getting it from us so interesting little scenario they put themselves in a pickle because now they're saying you can't charge your electric car because of blackouts but you can't do anything else i think there's a lot of factors that people aren't thinking about and the impact is huge to the average person yeah, I, I think we're not going to really see anyone coming to grips with the reality of it until people have a cold winter and they're inconvenient. Uh -huh. So, you know, when people get cold, get hungry, and they they have no place to turn for entertainment to distract them because you can't even stream a movie unless it's in low def, it's eventually going to hit home. Hey, this whole green thing is a bad idea. And yeah. uh it's not it's not changing the weather, what we're doing. As a matter no. of fact, the weather's gonna do what it's gonna do. Now we we've been very don't write us people. We tell people we want clean air, we want clean water, and we've been the leaders in that. China, India, Russia polluting the world like nobody else. So And they're uh, not gonna change. No, they're not. They they gave they'll us the finger. They're a part of the Paris Climate Accord, but they're not. They're just laughing at us. They're going, oh, great. Then you can buy all your energy from us. And we're giving gasoline from our strategic oil reserves to China. Well, they're what buying it. They are buying it. But uh, right. 
We're, but we're we, taking it away from us. We're, we're getting rid of our own reserves, which is a bad idea. All right, what else you got in the four-minute Friday? Well, along with that, uh, that's the, the bulk of it, but I do put up stories all the time. We're talking about hydrogen fuel cells, and a lot of that technology is coming out. There'll be a longer segment coming out in the future. We are talking also about synthetic gasoline. Uh, more and more testing is being done. It is getting really close to actually coming to fruition we're going to be testing it in formula one racing i'm a huge f1 fan they'll be testing it for 2023 if the testing goes well what you see in the race cars which we've discussed before ends up trickling its way down to regular cars yep. so you could see a pump going away that well, you'll see like e85 high high octane low octane and synthetic i love it because it doesn't pollute much like synthetic oil but the results really make a huge difference. Well, we are excited about that. We're always excited to talk to Lauren Fix, the car coach. Again, follow her on social media. Most importantly, go to the YouTube channel, Car Coach Reports. Subscribe. Get car smarts for free. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. 